Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul, and it's the 27th day of November, and in the year 2022, that means it's the first day of Advent. Advent is starts four Sundays in front of Christmas, and then we anticipate the arrival of the Lord Jesus. And so, technically, our Christian calendar has flipped over today. We're in a brand new year, and it begins by the anticipation of the arrival of Christ. Here on the DDP, we have never walked through these Christian holy days. We've, and, and it probably shouldn't shock you, coming fresh off the heels, at least up until the last week, fresh off the heels of several weeks of studying the Apostles' Creed, that I've begun to try and pay attention to what the larger church is paying attention to. It doesn't lock us into it, but I thought, well, this is an avenue. The podcast is an avenue where I get to explore these things with my own take on it, but also to be a searcher at the same time. So in this Advent season, each day we're going to share with you a text that either means something to me in regards to anticipating Christ or is a part of the lectionary reading for that for for Advent season and each Sunday of course has uh, old first readings and second readings and psalms and gospel readings and we'll just pick from those as we move through and again share some things that are, are important to my own journey as we t- together you and I here on the DDP celebrate Advent I, I want to start by just introducing this this way. Advent is the season where we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus. But around the world, it starts on this first Sunday of Advent as an anticipation day for the return of Christ. Now, I'm not really that big of a fan of the phrase second coming, but that's how most of the church world calls it. The reason for that is that I don't think anyone in the early church thought he was only going to appear two times. You've heard me say, Paul would have told you, well, I've seen him at least a couple of times. And the appearances that they talk about seem to have a lot to do with appearances in judgment in their generation, but also appearances within the life of believers. Now, with all that said, I do realize that we are anticipating the apocastasis, the absolute restoration of all things, And whatever that looks like, Christ is at the center of it. That much we can be sure of. Christ is at the center of the restoration of all things. And as we're anticipating resurrection, we're anticipating um, all things new, and we know that that begins now, we know it doesn't end now. We know that it ends in His realm. And so it's proper then to anticipate Christ at the center of the restitution or restoration of all things. And that's why in the four candles of Advent, they are four particular thoughts. There's the candle of hope, the candle of love, the candle of joy, and the candle of peace. Many of your churches will light the Advent candles beginning with the first Sunday today of Advent season and then the theme runs around those ideas. And so today the theme is hope. And what's the hope? It's the hope, the anticipatory hope 
of the restitution of all things in the man, Christ Jesus. With that said, it leads me to a reading today that is part of the lectionary reading, and it's the Isaiah chapter 2 reading. But it doesn't, uh, it, it is not prophetic of the birth of a Messiah. It is, however, prophetic of a latter day, a day that is kingdom living, a day that without a doubt has begun now, but that anticipates a complete fullness called the day of the Lord. So I want to read from Isaiah chapter 2, the first five verses, and you see where this fits in both the present reality of who we are in the kingdom and in the anticipatory reality of what we're hoping for in the kingdom. Isaiah 2.1, the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come up and say, come and let us go into the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now we know, according to Hebrews, we are at this mountain the mountain of Zion, the mountain of the Lord. But we also know that we haven't seen a complete fulfillment of nations not lifting up sword against nations and people not learning war anymore. So while we have the reality of the kingdom in our heart, we hope for the reality of the kingdom in the nations. And that's the beginning, sort of the seed of what this season is about, what this hope of Advent is about. One final thought today. I'll try to keep these brief as we work through this, and hopefully you will have your own um, reflections and ruminations of what this anticipatory hope means for you. But I want to encourage you as you enter into this season, this Advent season, we are in an increasingly secular society. When I say secular, I didn't say sinful. I just mean not sacred. It's the secular. It is consumed with the building of nations, the building of men, ideas, the arts, entertainment, but to do it void of the sacred. Probably not, not, we probably haven't seen an age quite like this, void of the sacred. I encourage you to find the sacred in a world increasingly secular. It is your privilege You're going to meet a lot of people that are going to say, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. What they mean by that is, I think what they mean by that is, I have a spiritual side, but I don't consider myself any particular religion. I don't go to church. Well, it's really low-hanging fruit. Everyone's spiritual. Everyone has a spirit man. I have been, I've bemoaned religion much and said religion destroys people. What we really need is relationship. 
But you've also heard me have a shift. I think there is such thing, as James said, as true religion. So while people may say to you, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, maybe we don't have to get into verbal arguments, but maybe we realize that what we really should be saying, what we should be thinking is we're all spiritual. But if we could find the, kind, the right kind of religious attitude that led us to something bigger than ourselves, that'd be a great place to start. More from Advent tomorrow. God bless.